right, we are in for a big treat this morning. I have uh, my friend uh, Paul from Fuller. Uh, Paul is uh, from Kenya, and um, right, his family lives right outside of Nairobi, and um, Paul is uh, an Anglican priest and has been for how many years now, Paul? Twelve years. And uh, so we are incredibly blessed to have Paul uh, deliver our message this morning. So give Paul a Mission Hills welcome. God Almighty, God who is faithful, God who has good plans for this church and for your people, God, I pray, God Almighty, that you may bless us and inspire us, oh God, this morning. I pray, God, that you may use me in a very special way as I continue to expound your word, so that, God Almighty, we may hear what you're going to speak to us in this particular morning. And glory and honor shall return unto you. In Jesus' name I pray. Yeah, so in, in Kenya, we say God is good. And then the people respond all the time. So I'll, you know, we are going to do that little exercise so that when I leave this place, you are going to be remembering me anytime when you do that. So God is good all the time. And then my daughter was teaching me the other day um, that... Um, they went to Sunday school and then they were taught in a different way. Like, not only that, that God is good all the time, all the time, and that is his nature. Praise God. So, so in that generation, like my daughter is six years, and in Sunday school that is, the teacher, uh, that is how the teacher is teaching them. That not only God is good all the time, but also to acknowledge that that is the nature of God to be good. That's good news. Yeah, so uh, we were just talking with my daughter, and then she started teaching me to, so that, Daddy, it is not that way, but also you add, and that is his nature. Actually, she told me something very interesting, that in Sunday school they were told, like, they say, and that is his good nature. Wow. Yeah, so Sunday school teachers do an amazing job. I love Sunday school. I don't know whether you guys have a Sunday school here, but it is good uh, for, you know, to, I, I see this church as a very lovely place. I know um, Pastor Ryan and the wife, I love you so much, and thank you so much for calling me over. And so we will continue to pray for your ministry here. Uh, we had, uh, a, we've been very good friends, and uh, so we've, been having a series of conversations when he comes to Fuller. He checks on me and tells me, how are you doing? Uh, you know, um, and also, it was very good news to me when he told me that uh, he got uh, a church to pastor. So I've been praying for him and, the, and his wife. So, I don't know what made him to give me a responsibility uh, to preach on Psalms 23. Because this is a very famous uh, Psalms. Uh, we've preached in Kenya quite a number of times. I know people living here in the U.S. have preached this Psalm for quite a number of times. 
But it is so sad as I was sharing with him on, on Wednesday that even when I complete uh, preaching, right, uh, the moment I complete preaching, then when he comes and says that he's going to preach uh, on the same, same sounds, he will preach in a very different way, right? And even the third person, when he comes in and preach on the same, same sounds, he, will, uh, he or she will preach in a very different way because this is a sounds that is very crucial, that it is very key. It is one of the psalms that you can pre that is more personal. That is what I noted when I was preparing for the sermon. This is a sermon that, you know, that David was, um, because it is a psalms of David, that he says, I, this is a psalms that speaks to you as an individual. So any time when you are dealing with Psalms 23, it is a psalm that speaks to you in your own time when you are having that time with God. When things are going on in your life which are so strange, this is where to go to. When in, in times when you have a lot of questions that you are asking in life about what is going on, this is the time, uh, this is the place to go to. And what I was so, so glad to see in the Psalms 23 is one thing that I saw David mentioning in verse 1. He says that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in, in want. I am using NIV. So in other terms, God, David acknowledged God that I will not lack anything in my life because God is going to be my provider. We serve a God who is able to provide. I have a testimony, like for the two years that I've been here in the States, I have a living testimony, living in a place like California, a very expensive place to be in the U.S., but I have seen God in my life. I have left my family, our two kids down there, and actually, most interestingly, all of us are students. My wife goes to the university. Our two kids go to school. I am also here as an international student. And you know tuition for international students is quite high. But I, in the midst of all that, I have seen that God is able to provide. God is able to provide. And so when in the midst of what was happening in David's life, in the first place, he said that God is my shepherd. God is going to watch over me. God is going to be with me. Those people who have connection with God, you are never alone. You are with God. And therefore, in anything that happens in your life, just know the fact that you are not alone. Whether in, it's in sickness, whether in financial crisis, whether... You are just about it is towards end month and probably there you don't have even the money to pay the, for, for, for rent for that month. Just know that you are not alone. You are with God. Praise God. And therefore, because God is able to provide, he gives all that I need. You know there is a difference between want and need. Are we together? Need is more crucial in our lives. It's something that you are desperately needing. Something that you cannot do without. And that is where God comes in. Are we together? 
That is where God comes in. That God is able to meet our needs. And then in verse 2, peace. God gives us peace. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. In that I'm taught David was centralizing at that particular time in his life, as he has come to realize that despite of the kind of things that he was going through, he had that inner peace. Are we together? Have you, ever, have you ever felt that kind of like, okay, the whole world is like it is collapsing, and you, but inside you, you feel that you have that peace. Are we together? So that is what David was saying, like, another thing that is so much key in my life, and that is why I say God is my shepherd, because he gives me that peace of mind, that peace of heart. I cannot get, you know, some of the things are so scary sometimes until you feel like, your heart is going to burst. When you start thinking about the, the, the things, and you know the devil is a liar because um, I, I don't know how to frame it so clearly, but just try to understand what I'm trying to connect. But in the real sense, sometimes the devil comes in and, you know, you have everything. You have money, you have a house, you have everything, but also the devil can come inside your mind and then you just become an anxious person. Anxiety, you are just anxious. You, you just you start running and no one is running. You, you, no one is chasing you. You just find yourself, you are running. You have a lot of fear. You are unsettled. Are we together? But David was saying that God is able to give me peace of mind, is able to give me that kind of a peace that I am courageous all the time. He let me in quiet water. And then in verse 3, no one who's he restores my soul, he guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He restores He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. What does it, what is David uh, telling us in that particular portion of scripture? He guides me in paths of righteousness. Providence. God is always with us to guide us. The elder was preparing us for Holy Communion. Read a very, very important portion of scripture and a word of encouragement to all of us. Right? That we are never alone. And then it is God who guides us. We are never perfect. We are never 100%. Another you know problem we are having as Christians, we try to be perfect. All the time. We expect, like, because I have given my life to Jesus, <laughs> you don't expect yourself to do what? You know, to, to go astray. Are we together? So the moment you go astray a bit, you, you die with guilt. You see, like, you, you get depressed. But here David is saying, like, God is the one who guides us in path of righteousness. 
God is the one who is guiding us in each and everything that we do. Yes, sometimes we, we, we sin. Yes, sometimes we find ourselves in, in very awkward situations, but we're never alone. So because we're, not, we're never alone, God is the one who is going to be guiding you every single time. And that is why it says that he guides me in paths of righteousness. Righteousness is here. We are never perfect. We are trying to pursue the goals of Christianity. We are trying to pursue goals of to be faithful to God. And that is our goal. And to achieve that goal in our life, it is God who is going to hold us our hands. Are we together? Because we are in a fallen, uh, in a fallen world. We are, we are in, a, in, a, in a world which is we are surrounded by sin every single day. Until even the air we are, we are breathing, it is like it is full of sin. Are we together? But God, that is why in, in this psalmist it is saying that God is the one who is guiding us because we don't even know where sin is. You don't know. You don't know where sin is. Are we together? But God knows. And that is why it is God who guides us to the path of righteousness. Why? Because God knows how we are going to achieve that and how we are going to attain that goal. And this is, <laughs> this is another reality. And I have a, a, a confession to make before I read verse 4. So, Wednesday was one of my darkest moments in my life. And Wednesday was when Pastor Ryan was coming to me and she told me that we are going to have lunch together. And he didn't know. Okay, we've been very good friends, but I, I can sense that she was really seeing that I was very down, but she was, she didn't want somebody to ask me about it. She just looked at me. I think she was praying inside him. To me. So we sat, we took coffee, and then we started sharing about, you know, testimony, about ministry. And then I started encouraging him. Are we together? But, but, but inside me, I was going through a very difficult time. A very difficult time. And I, I prayed, I asked God, God help me this particular situation. And, 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 and in the midst of all that, I felt at the end of the day, that cloud is just like it was gone. And then I resurrected. I started having that joy, having that boldness. You know, it was the experience that I was having was so much shrinking me to an extent that I just wanted to be alone. Are we together? But I was also praying. Because in life, the life of a Christian, the hidden secret is, even when you are experiencing some issues in your life that you don't even want to, you don't have that uh, time to, you know, to, to shy it out, it is good to have a quiet time with God. Are we together? Because even God is going to guide you in the whole thing, and God is able to bring a solution in what you are going, in what you are going through. And then say, then says that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they will comfort me. In other words, what David was saying, he was saying that what the assurance that I have in my life is that the presence of God is going to be going with me throughout my life. 
God gives us an assurance that his presence will go together with us all the time. And that is why he's saying that even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death. Wow. Yeah, you know, sometimes as Christians we experience hell eh, in our lives. We go through, we, all of us have those moments. Probably some of us are in the middle of that as I preach this message. Probably some of us were there yesterday, so they are just coming out. And probably others, it is probably tomorrow you are going now to begin to be in the valley of the shadow. So that is a reality. No one can, there is no shortcut about it. Are we together? And that is why David was saying, and even though admitting that that is a reality that this must happen in the life of a Christian, going through a valley of the shadow of death, going through difficult times, going through challenges, going through difficulties. That is a reality. No shortcut about it. Are we together? So, but it says that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the death, I will not fear, I will fear no evil. You, you, know, you, know, you know what happens when difficult things are happening in life are just about to happen so that you get defeated. The devil, what he does, he makes sure that first of all, you get that fear in you. Because when you have fear, you cannot be able to pray. Are we together? So you, you start becoming anxious, you have that fear, so you cannot be able. And then the moment you have that fear in you, then the devil will take over. And so, but what David was doing is, I shall not fear, I, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. As I said in the beginning, that God is always with us. And so I shall not fear. Are you together? And even in this particular time, he is still saying that, though I go, you know, David was going through a very difficult time in that moment. He was going through a difficult moment in that, in that particular time. And he says, I shall not fear, for God is going to be with me. Why? Because I shall not fear, because the rod of God, his rod and your staff, they will comfort me. The battle that I am, I am experiencing, the battle that I am fighting, the, 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 the war that I am going to experience in my life, it is God who is going to fight. You see the reality why David is saying that I will not fear anything. Because he came to realize that in the life of a Christian it is totally different from the person who doesn't know God. Because the person who knows God, when you experience issues in your life, you don't need to fight. You need to pray. Because God is the one who is going to fight that battle for you. And so he's saying that, that is why David was saying, your rod and your staff, they will comfort me. And verse 5, it says this here. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God gives you a protection. God gives you protection. God gives you safety from enemies. Are you together? God, God gives you a bulletproof. So you have a bulletproof inside you. 
So even when the enemy is trying to target you, you'll never die. Why? Because you have a bulletproof. <laughs> God makes sure that you survive storms of life. God makes sure that, you know, sometimes, you know, back in Kenya, like, um, in ministry, sometimes you have Christians who really experience difficult challenges in their lives. And so what happens in Kenya is like, when you are a very strong Christian and then you are ex- having a storm in your life, your family is going through a crisis, there are people, yes, there are people who pray for you, but also there are people who watch you. How, because you have been encouraging us. You've been praying for us. Let's see how he or she is going to respond in, in what she's going through. So people observe to you. So people still look at you when you are going through difficult life. People see you are not dead, your family is not torn apart, you survive the storm until the storm is over. And then people will start shaking their heads. Because what happens is when we experience challenges in our lives, it is not us who, uh, um, it's not, it's not us who are going to be fighting the battle. God is going to, uh, to fight for us. And then God prepares a table in the presence of our enemies. And after the battle, after you get victory, after you win, God will give you a double anointing. God, there is, um, God is going to promote you. God is going to uplift you. God is going to make you as stronger than before. So even when challenges come, they are not coming to kill you. They are coming to mold you. And then when, when you are through that, you come out a very strong person. You anoint my head with oil. My cup of blessings overflows. A cup of flowing, you know, until rolling over. Are you together? Your cup of blessings will be overflowing. I mean, God, God is able to bless you until you start blessing others. I have that testimony in my life. Um, I come, when, when I was six years old, my father passed away, so my mother was bringing up single-handedly six of us in the family. And so our firstborn brother was not very uh, a responsible person, so he started squandering what my father uh, left for us. So we got into poverty. We were eaten with poverty. We suffered. I was not even sure whether I'm going to complete high school. I was not even sure whether I will never live alone dreaming about going to America, going to Canada where I was before coming to America, all those kind of things. So when people talk about America, I, I, I knew it is for others. Are you together? It's not me because I started evaluating about my life, about my background, about my finances, about what. So when people talk about America, it is for others. Are you together? When people talk about like having a, a, you know, a car, it is for others. Because I started evaluating about my own situation and the value, I saw this is not for me. But let me tell you, when God comes, God will not go through your history in order to bless you. God will not go through whether you have, uh, you know, whether you've been employed by the government, whether you have some, you know, expecting some returns, whether you are expecting. When God comes in your life, your blessings will start overflowing, right? God will start blessing you, you will start expanding. 
God will just open ways. I don't know how God does. But when God comes, God will just do things. Leonel is coming to this place of faith to see someone. And I know Pastor Ryan knows the condition of the international students. I almost gave up because of the kind of requirements that we are required, you know, financial, what, all these kind of things. But what I did, and I remember when going to that prayer garden, I went and cried to God. I, you know, <laughs> have you ever been to a situation, have you ever been to a situation whereby you try, you go, you try to pray, you are not praying, you are crying. You, you try to pray, you are not, your words are not coming out, you are just crying. And that was the situation that I was in. And when I was in that particular situation, just God came and I found my ways opening. I don't know how, but here I am. Now we together. So the means of God making, I know, the God of God, God making the cup to overflow, God blessing you. You don't evaluate about your background, whether God is going to use your mom, whether God is going to use your, your grandmother or grandfather, whether you have some relatives here, it doesn't matter whether there are people surrounding you, it doesn't matter the community you are in, it is God. Are we together? It is God. And when God comes, your cup will start off applause. I see God blessing this church in a very special way. I see God writing people, that your cup will start overflowing in a very special way. And this is what David said, that surely goodness, love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, because of the kind of blessings that have been following this life from one level I just want to hear prayer to all of us. I'll give you a moment to close your eyes, meditate the word of God, what you have heard today. I want you to, to feel God speaking to you in a very special way. Well, I don't know that, that place in your heart that you are feeling that it needs God. Whether it is finances, whether it is in your family, whether, whether it is your body just, that just needs healing, whether it is financial breakthrough, whether it is any kind of prayer item, start thinking about that I'm going to pray for you. Our dear God, in the name of Jesus, you are a God who is so faithful. You are a God who is able to uplift us from one glory to the other. You are a God who is able to do exceedingly and above what we can imagine. Dear God, look at us today. Some of us have different needs. We have needs, financial, we need healing, we need restoration of peace in our families. God, we need you. I need you in my life. I pray, God, that as you minister to your people today, as you come down to them, O oh God, 
meet also my needs. Meet the needs of this church. Meet the needs of each and every person for the glory and honor of your name. I pray God that you may continue to bless your servant, Pastor Ryan, and his wife, O oh God. The responsibility is having to uplift this church and continue to guide it to another level, Lord. Encourage him. Give him motivation. Give him the vision. Give him the passion. Because you are a faithful, faithful God. God, continue to see us through. Continue to bless us. And thank you, Lord, for your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.